Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to break through your own paradigms, lead with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. All right, what is up, my beautiful people? Happy hump day. It is Wednesday, May the 8th, 2019, and I usually get these out before noon on the day of the Wednesday here in Eastern Time, but uh, a lot of things came up in the morning, a lot of things came up in the afternoon, and so now I'm here at nighttime doing one of these and it feels kind of weird i feel a little bit out out of my element but i'll try my best here anyways uh this today's interview would be the second time i had a couple come on here and be interviewed i really i think i really like these so uh, i feel that i'll probably do more of these in the future where i'll interview some couples because uh, it's always inter- interesting to hear the two sides and how they came together because i find perspective is everything because at the end of the day, that's all life really is. It's the way we look at it. And, you know, obviously the people in it too. And that's why you're here tuning in because you guys obviously get it. You understand that relationships are a huge part to our success in life. It's the people in our lives that truly make the world living for. And it's because we're tribal beings. We all want to see where we fit in in this world and, you know, who we can share these experiences with, laugh with, eat with. And, truly deepen the bond and connections that we have with the people that really matter in our lives, right? So if this is your first time tuning in, I warmly welcome you. We do shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mondays and Wednesdays are interview rounds. Fridays are short solos with me. So you should take a moment right now to subscribe to the show if you can. You can get automatic updates. It also helps me out too because I'm trying to make this show a top 100 show on iTunes. It's kind of a, a goal that I have for the podcast and Hopefully in the somewhat near future I can get there, but I need those subscriptions, so it helps me out, all right? And I promise to over-deliver on the content to you as my listener, and I'm going to give you so much value that um, you just can't get away from me, all right? And that's what you get for being a part of the tribe. It's because I truly value your listenership, okay? Um, anyways, my guest today, Brian Ray. His mission in life is to squeeze all the juice out of it. Life is about experiences, and he's gone to great lengths to capture as many as he can. He is a father of a hilarious, self-expressed six-year-old. He's an entrepreneur, and he's the founder of CoachMatchMe.com, which is his self-expression and his dent in the universe. It is a place where everyone has access to the perfect coach, which is one that empowers and stands for people regardless of circumstances. He was introduced to me by his fiance Rani, like I said, uh, whom we've had here on the show. Awesome, awesome human being. If you want to check out that episode, it's actually episode 131, so you can go to robincho.com forward slash podcast forward slash 131, all right, and you can download the episode there. And it was interesting to peel back the curtains on his perspective on how they met. 
we chatted a little bit about what it was like dating and courting Rennie, and he gave us some insight on what it was like getting engaged and how communication looks like now for him. So tune into the entire thing. Go give Brian a quick follow over on social media. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. All right, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Relationships with Rob. I have a great guest here with me today. This is our uh, actually our second time having a couple on the show. There was uh, earlier I had my friend Johnny and Taylor both come on. It was great to you know kind of peel back the curtains on their relationship. But then I had uh, your fiance Randy on the show. She gave her a little two cents of uh, about what's going on, and so I'm glad that she connected you and I because I always love getting like both sides and hearing both sides and, and, and that, that journey. So Brian Ray, lots to talk about, man. <laughs> What's happening? Well, thanks for having me on again, Robin. And you know, it's all perfect because Rainey's right in the other room. So if we need to question her for anything, you know, we'll just pull her on over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can, we can reference some of the things that we talked about for sure. Um, you know, what's great about this podcast is that when we get this perspective, I think a lot of people can learn a lot from that. So, you know, let's, uh, for the people who don't know who you are, let's give them a little uh, context, man. Like, uh, where, where did this all begin for you? Like, what, what's, what are you up to? And, uh, you know, dial the clock back as far as you want. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think mostly for me, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, good at a lot of things and great at very little. I mostly job hop most of my career from this idea to that idea and found that I'm talented and can do most things, but then just found myself in this longing for purpose and like, what am I going to do with my life? And it's not making money, you know, that's not good enough. And I want to contribute somehow. And of course I want to be known and leave a legacy and all those things. And it took me a long time and being so brazen, I like to say, you know, it's just me thinking I knew what I was doing. And I'll say that I finally just started getting in tune with myself. I went traveling for a year and a half and came back and I was much more me. Um, I think I at least got that I, I want to find my purpose and my purpose is to contribute. Past that, I, I had a child. So that drastically changed. I think that was the first time I stopped thinking for me and only me. Uh, and I think that was a big shift in my life. And as of recent, probably about three or four years ago, I started actually getting some real coaching. And when that started happening, I started clarifying what's really important to me. And since then, I'm launching another business. And I've just launched it about two months ago. And it's called coachmatchme.com. It's really all about serving people with the perfect coach right i coach you to find the perfect coach um and you know we know the messenger matters and whatever it takes for you to grow into the next version of you is really what it's all about my tagline is essentially like you know you're here on life to transform it is what you're up to and nobody can change you but you and you're not meant to do it alone so come find a coach or at least come find a group come find a community that's going to serve you for sure. I want yeah. to dive more into that in a little bit, but you, you touched upon some really interesting things. So I have some notes here. I know, I know you're living in Seattle right now, but uh, you're from Denver. Did you have your, your ba- uh, you said you had, a, you had a daughter, a six-year-old daughter. Did you have her in Denver? Yeah, we did. Yep. Until she was about two. Okay, and nice. We, my ex and I split up. Officially, we were never married, but uh, when I finally made the decision, then we moved on out here to 
um, because she has family out here and I knew it would be easier for her. So I made some sacrifices, but the idea is I knew it was going to be better for my child. And that's mm. ultimately why I wound up here. Cool. So what was it like the parenting agreement that you guys, uh, you know, agreed upon? Like, did you guys say that, you know, she's going to stay with me most of the time? And, you know, how did that look like? What did you guys agree upon? Yeah, mostly, well, she lives in a little town called Moses Lake, which is about two and a half hours from Seattle. And Seattle is the closest I can be in a place that I want to be, um, but also like close enough to my daughter. So the schedule we worked out was every other weekend is when I get her. And then I get her during the summer. And so frankly, we just went last week uh, was when we finally established the official parenting plan. Um, and before that, I had been managing it just through sheer communication with my, my ex and was just able to maintain that relationship. And then she got married about two years ago. And so things started to shift a little bit. And that's when, okay, it's time for us to go get an official stamp uh, from the courts. So, so that's kind of where we're at as of late. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. It does, it paints us a picture a little bit. And, and uh, so how did you meet Randy? When did, that all, when did that all happen? Yeah, so as soon as I moved here, that was in June of like 2015, I, uh, I had a couple buddies in town and they took me out. So I'd probably been in town for about three weeks and they took me out to this bar and, you know, never been a big fan of bars altogether, but I like dancing. And so... Uh, when I go out, I like to, you know, show what I can do kind of thing and, you know, have some fun at the very least. And I remember I was on the dance floor and I just saw this girl uh, surrounded by like all these other girls in tutus and, you know, they're all on a bachelorette party, but I just saw her and her smile. And I remember thinking like, man, I, I don't know if that's her, but that's what I want. You know, it's really like how it was for me. And so I can tell you, it's a really good story altogether. And I'm in, you know, it'll probably take me at least five minutes to tell. But uh, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, so I noticed she was in this bachelorette party. And so from there, within, I don't know, I'd say within 10 minutes, I had talked to the bachelorette. I talked to some friends because I like, I couldn't see her where they went. They came off the dance floor and I didn't know where she went. Within 10 minutes, I had like, five to six of her friends like who who where we'll hook you up like who and uh you know i feel like i finally saw her but she was like looking away from me and i came up right behind her and I was, the bachelorette was like right in front of me and i was like this one this one you know and like as soon as i do that like i look down and like oh hey you know like <laughs> hi how are you you know and so she i can imagine she was only like who's this weird guy right but basically through the rest of the night like all her friends were like helping me, like rooting for me and helping me. And one of her other friends I remember had said like, oh, you like Ranny? Sorry, buddy, it's not gonna work out. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, why? And uh, no answer was given, but. So that night, you know, we got each other's numbers. How do you spell your name? You know, Brian is my name. And I'm like, Brian with an I, I-A-N. So she put it in her phone and I was like, that was great. We met up like a week later. Actually, she drunk dialed me that night, but I didn't hold it against her, you know. Uh, but then basically we met up about two weeks later at brunch and we were there and, and it was a great brunch. She bought me brunch, which that had never happened before. And uh, I was like, wow, this person like we're really clicking. So the date's ending and she goes, you know, I just, I want to make sure, I want to make sure, what's your name? And I remember thinking, this is bullshit. You know what my name is. You know, like, this is nonsense. I remember you took it, right? 
And so I'm like, I don't know, figure it out, right? And uh, basically that's how the date ended pretty weirdly, you know, inside of this like, is it Brian? And I'm like, I don't know, you're gonna have to figure it out. It's like me playing coy and her like getting like, hmm, like I don't really know or I don't know exactly what she was left with. But. So I sent her a couple texts, she ghosted me. And I remember thinking at that point, I'm like, nobody ghosts me, I'm done, right? And throughout the year, I saw her three or four times, like in town, like there was one time at her work, I showed up there and I was like, oh yeah, you work here. I forgot that, you know? Uh, another time we were at this uh, Vietnamese place called Greenleaf and she was on a date and I remember seeing her and like every time we'd say hi, we had a good interaction. And every time after I'd see her, like I'd send her a text and like ghosted like every time. And uh, just like, you know what universe like i don't know what the fuck is going on but like tapped me on the shoulder with this one and i keep reaching out but something's not happening you know like what's going on so a year goes by and i'm working on an app i got an idea that's going on and we're looking for yoga instructors to like beta test with us and i remember she's a she's a yoga instructor and so i saw her at work and i was like oh perfect opportunity you know and like I'm like hey got this idea this app we need some help and she was like oh yeah i play that's cool i'll help you with that so we decided to meet for coffee and i remember like hmm, that was the first time i had gotten a haircut in like three or four months like i was like looking proper you know i was like it's on you know and so we get into this get to this uh meeting and we're having a pretty good meeting and all together you know, it, it ended well. I remember I was talking about this, uh, this uh, organization I was a part of and still am. It's called Landmark. It's all about group coaching and really getting to the bottom of who you are uh, and what's important to you, right? And I remember like telling her, I'm like, you got to come to this thing. And she's like, oh, Landmark? Like you did that? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, I did that thing like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, sweet, right? Like a lot of synergy going, right? So basically two months pass. Uh, I, cause I told her, all right, I'll get you on the next row. You know, when we have the next phase of our app, I'll get you. So it took us about two months and I expected it to be about two weeks, but two weeks, two months later, I essentially got back out with her. We hit it off. We were talking a lot. And then finally she's like, okay, wait, w w let's talk about the app. And I just remember thinking like, okay, hold on a second. I'll, let me drop the pretense. I'm not here for the app. I'm here for you. You know, like as bold as I could possibly be, you know? And she just remember, I remember her being like, like, uh, and I'm like, and I want to know what you're doing at seven o'clock tonight. You know? And she was just like, uh, you could tell she just couldn't lie. <laughs> She's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, let's do some dinner, right? So we went out to dinner. It was a pretty good dinner. And like it ended and I was like, you know, pretty jammed about it. And like, I sent her this text. And I'm like, hey, how about we hang out on Wednesday? She sent me back a text that was like, sorry, Wednesday doesn't work, I work. Sunday's my only day open. So I'm like, okay, how about Sunday for brunch? And then she sent back something like, you know, I just wanna be honest with you. I don't wanna flake. All I wanna do is do yoga. And I just remember thinking, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm over. So like, at this point, I didn't delete the phone number, but I was like, at that point, I tell you what, within like three days, I had three dates. I was dating and I was having a whole lot of fun and like she was out of my mind. I was like done with it. Well, basically two weeks later, I get a text and it's like, hey, you want to come do yoga with me? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Right. And so 
we go do yoga. We have like a five hour conversation after that. It's going really well. And somewhere in the next week or so, like we're officially together. Somewhere about a week after we're officially together, she calls me like late, like one, two in the morning, something like that. She's talking about something and, and I just like had this wild hair that I was just like, you know, I, I never, I, I never say this, but I just, I just got it that you're my soulmate. And like, you're, I, we're just supposed to be together. Like, that's how it is. And she goes, okay, because you told me that, I'll tell you this. When we were 16 and I was hanging out with my sisters and my friends were over, there was this boy, Michael, that was over and everybody knew that Michael liked me. So my friend asked the Ouija board that we were playing, who is Ranny going to end up with? And the Ouija board spelled Brian with an I. And I remember I was like, the next words out of my mouth were, I fucking knew you knew my name. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, no, I was just going to say, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, okay, so how can I put this? I mean, there's a lot of like technique involved with that whole dating thing that went on. I mean, the whole push and pull, like you're pushing and then you just kind of retracted and you let her come back to you. And she was kind of like, there was this like, I guess like this back and forth, I wouldn't want to say game, but you know, there was a little bit of like this back and forth type of attraction that was going on. And you guys, you had this like this magnetic pull and then, you know, just repel and then pull, pull and these forces just came together. And so it's interesting to see and hear that. And, you know, I think a woman always loves persistence. And I think that's probably where you excelled in that arena too. I mean, persistence and confidence in yourself, knowing that like you're, it's indifferent, like whether or not this relationship happens or not, you're indifferent, but you know, you did know that you liked her and you just continued on with that. So I love, love hearing about that. Um, just curious though, did you, you know, most people, one of the questions that I get a lot uh, asked is like, when, when is it okay to introduce my children to the, you know, to the person that I'm dating, right? Because obviously when you have children, they, the person that you date become a big part of their life. I mean, it just so happens that way, right? It, they're going to want to know who daddy is with or mommy, right? Vice versa. Um, sure. And so like, how did you, how did that conversation look like for you guys? You know, I don't exactly remember, but you know, I think that if she had had some major reservation about it, I would have known like, you know, it's probably isn't it, you know, but you know, just do some intuition seeking when she's ready, right? I think you got to look to your partner and say, when you're ready, now it's time for me to paint some context for my child, right? And the sooner the better. And I didn't rush it or anything, but I don't remember exactly when that happened. But I do remember wanting to set the context that, you know, Rani, my, my fiance, is the, uh, that's my child, is your friend, right? As friends and, you know, that's, I don't know if that answers exactly your question, but, you know, I guess I didn't sweat it too much and... He just kind of got an intuition for when it's right. I guess my, you know, I just wanted to explore the mentality that you had, you know, going into the dating world with, uh, with the child, because a lot of single dads, you know, they, these are one of the barriers that stops them from pursuing or putting themselves in situations like, for your, for example, you were, you know, you met up with your friends, you went to a bar, and then you met, you know, Randy at, uh, you know, this event. And most guys, like, they stay, they get froze. They don't even go to that length just because they feel as if 
their kids are baggage. They, you know, all their confidence gets lost because, you know, one girl that I'm going to tell her about my, my past and they're just going to start running for the hills. And they start painting these like stories and these, these, these ideas in their mind. And so I was just wondering what your mentality was going into that. And, you know, how did, how does, how does a guy in that situation, you know, kind of take on, you know, the persistence and the confidence that you had going forward and the indifference going forward uh, into their dating relationships. Can we talk about that? Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, that's a great context uh, to work with, especially for your, your clientele or rather the people, your listeners right there. They're in this place. And if this context is like any context that doesn't work for you in life, if it's something you believe is holding you back, you've got to line it up so that you see how it serves you. So for me, there was really no moment where I didn't get that my child has made me a better human being. And, you know, I guess you just got to look, you may have a contradictory story there. You know, and it's all about the story you're telling yourself. And whatever your story you're telling yourself, you can stop that story and tell a new story at any moment. So I would tell you that if you see it as baggage, you know, I, I, I can only see that maybe you're projecting what you would think about somebody who had it. You've got to really feel, find it for yourself. Is it baggage? And if it is, find the story that is actually going to empower you. Right? Now, Remy doesn't have children, but she's far, like our souls are connected in a different way, right? And I just get that, like, I could, I could describe to you why but my child has made me a better human being. And, and it is as simple as, like, you know what? Before my child, I was extremely selfish. And I didn't actually know what it was like to love somebody else. Until my child came along, I really got what it's like to actually love another human being more than myself. Like, it will almost always be that way. For men who have children, they have the opportunity to find that. And that goes for anybody who has a child, frankly, right? Not just men. So find the story that empowers you. Start telling yourself the good story because you, the person that you want is out there, right? And what you're we're putting out and the story you're telling is, is what you're attracting. That's really how it's going in life. Yeah, that's exactly the story that I'm getting from you is, you know, you are what you attract and it finds out when you exude that confidence, when you exude that your daughter is an extension of you, is somebody who is a very, very integral part of your life and anybody who's not part of that can like F off, right? Like that attitude gives you a certain layer of confidence because when you exude that the person can tell. The person that's looking across the screen or even the table or wherever, what have you, or you're having this interaction, they can tell your devotion to your children. And so I love that piece. I think it's such a great, great component for these guys. And, you know, so let's talk a little bit about the beginning stages of your relationship. There's always a little bit that we give for somebody listening into this podcast. And there could be a new couple listening in. There could be, or they're dating somebody and they're getting pretty serious. And so let's talk a little bit some of the things that they should be thinking about or they should be gearing or ready for. Because I mean, you, you obviously are looking at marriage and possibly having a bigger family and all that stuff. So I mean, you've had a lot of time to think about this. So what are some tips or key ideas that this new couple should be thinking about? You know, there's no secret and it really just boils down to communication. And communication is in two ways. One, making sure that what you're saying is actually landing over there. But the best way you can do that is to actually make sure that what they're saying lands over here. 
Uh, and even if it lands and you know it lands, a lot of the communication is to stress that here's what I got from you. This is what I got. Is that what I got? And a lot of times, you know, you go through many different iterations about it. And it's just like to get it all out there is like what is constantly there in our relationship. And we're human and we're going to keep making up stuff. And if you want more about your human your machinery and like how you work as a human and literally getting in touch with that part of you landmark though. Um, mm. And it really comes down to just getting that you're going to make stuff up and you don't necessarily know until you're in their world until you get what's going on over there. And that is what real communication is making sure that everybody feels heard and, and, in, and having that as the context, like we're both going to be heard here. And we're going to both say what's real for us. I love it because a lot of men, you know, they get into this ego-driven type of world where they're like, well, I'm not going to change. Or if I don't, you know, they, they just stick to their guns and that's what got them divorced in the first place. So it's like, step back, step back a little bit, open up the communication. Maybe there are some barriers that, or blocks that you have there that is stopping you from having a deeper connection with the person that you quote unquote love and that you're going to spend the, the rest of your life with. So those are very, very great, great tips. And so um, anybody listening in, I know this is going to get a lot of value from that. So uh, let's take a little bit of a, a show break. We're going to go to the random five segment right now. We're going to get to know Brian a little bit deeper. We're just going to throw in a little fun segment and just five random questions. You ready for that? Cool. Let's do it. All right. So if you could domesticate any animal in the world and have it as a pet, what animal would it be like? Fox. And I know you could. And frankly, it's just uh, that's, that's, who, that's my spirit animal. Mm. And why is because they're clever as shit and they're cool as hell. You know, they, they're both, uh, they can be at the night, they can be in the dark, in the light nice. and in the dark. Right? They're, they're just actually as all carnivores, they're the ones that are thriving on the planet. They're like the number one carnivore now. Um, so oh, I didn't know that. Um, and yeah, they're uh, maybe not carnivore, but maybe it's uh, the word I'm, it's basically like dogs, like wolves, you know, dogs, but the wolf is elite. So um, yeah, they're cool to me. Anyhow. Nice man. I'm assuming they're probably like the number one pack animal or something like that. They got that guy. I don't know. Maybe they're the best hunters or something. But I know they're very, very clever for sure, the way that they hunt and stuff like that. They hunt in packs. They're not the ones. They're not like they're not like these solo hunters. They they're actually very, very like methodical. And they they anyways. This is not what that's this is not the show, but anyways, yeah, Fox is a yeah, is a cool animal. This is what I'm trying to say is that I agree with you. Cool. Um is there a favorite book that you have right now, or is there something that you're reading that you like to share with us? What's been on my podcast, I have it, uh, GTD, Getting Things Done, is technically what I was reading last. Um, right now, I'm, my world is about mastering efficiency. Um, it's something that does not come natural to me. Um, so that was kind of the, what I've been diving into. Randy always kicks me podcasts here and there, you know, Tim Ferriss and uh, was it Jason Silva? And, you know, I have been in the... I wouldn't say I've been putting a lot of input in as of late. Mostly it's about output and, and finding my groove inside of that. Mm, nice. Nice, man. Okay. Um, if you could go help, hop on a plane and go anywhere in the world, money isn't a thing, time isn't a thing, where would you go and why? 
anywhere. Well, I might go. I've always wanted to go to South Africa uh, and play some golf. I love golf. Different continent, Cape Town. I love to see the great white shark. I want to go dive with them. So, yeah, probably that's what's on my mind. South Africa is in the air. That's crazy. I had another guest that I interviewed today, and we we were talking about South Africa, too. That's crazy. Insane, insane. I swear, the world, the universe works in weird, weird, weird ways, man. I'm telling you. Um, okay, cool. If if you could meet anyone who's passed away, and it doesn't have to be a dead celebrity or anything, who would it be, and why? No, I. The first name that comes to mind is like Andrew Carnegie. You know, just as somebody who's so successful in business and such a philanthropist, right? In the end, giving it all away, right? I think that's the type of life that I'm looking to embody. Um, and yeah, I would just. Dude, that's a sick that? answer. Yeah, that's a sick answer. Okay. Um, the last question of the random five. Um, if, do you have any weird eating habits? Do you ever get called out at the dinner table for anything? I don't think so. I pretty much eat everything. The only thing pretty I don't like either. eating, and I'll still eat it if I have to, is the water chestnut. <laughs> so, um, I pretty much eat it all. Nice. Sometimes yeah, I the water chest has a all. Okay, how about this? We'll throw another spin. What would your last meal be on death row? Uh, corned beef and cabbage. Mm. An old Irish. <laughs> it's, it's been my favorite since I was a kid. So, uh, with some yellow mustard, no doubt. Damn, nice. Okay, we got that for you. All right, sweet man. That wraps of the random five i uh, got to connect with you a little bit the audience obviously got to know you a little bit deeper so um i just want to take a moment and thank you for your vulnerability and thank you for sharing your side of the story with randy i mean it seems almost that i see the parallels and i love hearing you know both sides so it's great and i wish you guys all the best in you know your future together you guys are doing a lot of things and so uh let's talk about this um you know you've given a lot to the audience already so we want to support you let's talk a little bit about this um matchmaker service that you're doing here is finding a perfect coach we talked a little bit about earlier draw us a little picture like what was your idea behind this a little bit before the creation of this and then you know what was your thought process for the service here well you know i think that it it really comes down to making coaching accessible i knew that well i know that i didn't reach out to coaching beforehand even though i knew my boss's bosses had coaches. I know that the the most successful people in the world all have coaches. I know anybody who wants to perform in anything has a coach and always wanted a coach, right? Always wanted somebody to be able to bounce ideas off somebody that listened to me as a much bigger person and really like helped me coach me through like what's next. Right. And, um, I just never had access to it until I really found the world of coaching and found all the different ways and means that coaching comes about. Uh, most of the coaching I was getting was inside of books. Um, and I just really got that life is about experiences, right? And when you live them on the court and I get to take my experience and I say, coach, here's what I'm dealing with. Here's why I can't do this. I'm not doing this. And he says, yeah, do you see what this is all about? And I'm like, yeah, I know it. It's this thing. And he's like, no, it's like this dude. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, that is it. Okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, you're going to throw it aside. I'm like, yeah, easy. All right, let's go. Right. So like that whole experience is just what it's all about. Right. Like I'm tired. I want to dispel the myth that we should be doing it alone. Right. And if everybody has that for themselves, somebody who centers you on your purpose in life, 
like what you're up to and what, how you could find your moment in life in every moment, right? Like to have that as your power and then to source and literally go out and do the best, right? To, to self-express your best manifestation of you and contributing you, like that's what the world needs. And I say it's available inside of coaching. So that's what my life is about, is servicing you and the next level of you. And by default, life is having you do this. Expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. And the idea is, can we make life do this? I like that. Like, that's what coaches mm-hmm. do. So that's what it's about. Any other questions regarding that? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's so many things that, that uh, you draw so many parallels with my life because, you know, my life really, really, you know, catapulted when I started introducing mentors and people who, you know, I admire, not admired, but like somebody who I wished I was in their position, in their shoes, like they were serving the world in a way that, uh, you know, that I, I found very, very admired and I wanted to model off of uh, after that but you just you don't know how to get into these circles a lot of people uh, even men too not only do they not know how to get into these circles or do they don't have them around them uh they're afraid to ask for it they just think oh what do i need what do i need coaching for right and it's like just like you mentioned at the very beginning you look at every successful entrepreneur ceo they had a coach if you don't believe me you can go search that that up and you even look at professional athletes they all had to get professional coaching in order to get to the level they were at when they come out of fresh out of high school these kids are like like they're not they're not what they they were it took like a phil jackson or a pat riley or like you know uh, bill belichick or of the world you know like the, you need these people in your life to really really accentuate that and that's why i love this concept that we are that we're talking about here so finding a perfect coach is a very difficult thing and so how, uh, like, what do you do to provide this service for people? Like, how do you step in and, and, and really, really just find out which coach is a good, good match for, for somebody? Yeah, well, you know, what we're finding is the biggest benefit to the service is saving you time. But ultimately, you also get to avoid the awkward conversations because in 15 to 20 minutes, I can find out, like, what you're really up to, what's going to make the biggest difference in your life, what your budget is. And we, we talk about communication styles and the type of people that you think are going to be best for you. And I'm able to actually narrow that down with some questions to where I've got a good idea to where now I connect you with a 15 minute conversation with a coach. You break up, we come back together. We say, what'd you like? What you didn't like? Right. Is it a go? No, not a go. Okay. Let's go find another. Right. And just to like line you up back, back to back with people that, are right for you, right? Mm. And at the very least, it's just you consulting with them. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good fit, right? All right, let's try it for three months. Let's see where it goes, right? The beauty is that you're never stuck with a coach, especially inside our service. It's There's only a coach for you right now in time. And whatever you're up to, mm. there's like a program for you there. And then what's after that, right? So we just want to be next? the connection to your transformation. For sure. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I have a lot of coaches that come on and I interview them and they, they would be, you know, in tune with your service as well, not just from the consumer point of view, but I mean, being this matchmaking point of view, I mean, if you have this uh, funnel of clients coming in and, you know, you're able to provide that for other coaches, they could find that a lot, uh, a lot, uh, sorry, they could find that very beneficial for them in their business. And so you're helping both sides here. And I love that. It's like a win-win for both people. So um, I'm going to link this up. It's called coachmatchme.com. Um, 
when I first started out, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be candid with you, like when I first started out and trying to find mentors and find coaches, it's like, you know, where do you even begin? It's very, very overwhelming. How do you reach out? How do you even, you know, structure these conversations? Like, what am I looking for? Like, it was very, very confusing. And if I had your service, you know, to tell me like, look, this is what you're looking at. This is because you have this overview, like this broad uh, bird's eye view of what's going on. It, it, you just ease the process, you know, you ease the, the consumer in and I love that. It's such a great service. So how can people get a hold of you if they're like, man, I really want to jump on this now. Where are you hanging out? And, uh, you know, where, where should they reach out to? Well, I'm on many different mediums, but ultimately coachmatchme.com. You can book an appointment right there. We'll find you and we'll make, we'll be in touch that way. You can check me out on Instagram at Brian Sheldon Ray, kind of what I'm doing most of my posting and just what I'm up to and kind of where that starts. So also most of it's accessible through the website. I'll say if you're a coach, that's definitely a good place to get in contact with me and I can put up, I can give you my email address so that you guys can hit me up there if you prefer. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's just so much value that you're giving there. So I'm going to put all that in the show notes so you guys can get to Brian and you can talk to him about this service that he's offering. I think it's a really, really He's onto something for sure. So um, sure. put that into the show notes. And I, was, and I and like I said, man, I appreciate you for coming on the show. I'm going to take you to the last part of it. It's centered around heartbreak. We, like a lot of the guys that are, or women that come to me after they experience uh, a heartbreak, a divorce, a separation, you know, just a breakup. And heartbreak shows up in all kinds of forms, even deaths in the family, job loss. And I'm sure we've all experienced it at one point or another, but there's some people going through it right now. And if there was somebody listening, going through a heartbreak, what would you say to that person? Yeah, totally. So, you know, the thing about a heartbreak is that it's a view inside of a loss, right? It feels like a loss. And what there really is to do is see that it's your gain, right? It, you really have to, this is again, coming a little to the story where it may in the beginning sound like a lie, but actually when you start looking for where the gain is, is with whatever is now there, whoever the person was that was once with you, right? When you start focusing on what was good and where the gain is, there is no such thing as loss. It's all made up for you. And then you get to make the story, right? So make the story something that empowers you. Mm. Love it, man. Brian Ray, thank you so much for coming on the show, my man. Robin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. I really acknowledge you for what you're doing for men, especially men in uh, relationships. And uh, I really appreciate it. So keep doing what you're doing. We'll pump you and uh, we got your back. Love you, man. Thank you, brother. All right. Love you too, bro. All right, man. See you. Boom. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode just as much as I enjoyed recording it. I really need you guys to get on coachmatchme.com, go book a consult because what's waiting for you on the other side is gold. If I had this service for me when I was looking for mentors, when I was stuck in my business, when I didn't know who or where to reach out to, if I had this service, it would have been a lifesaver. All right, so go to coachmatchme.com, all right, and put in details and someone will get a hold of you all right and i'm hanging out over on instagram you can see what up to me over there you know how it is all right remember to lead with your best foot forward never give up hope rob your host is signing off peace out